Hello, hello, and welcome to the 2020 Defense Podcast, episode number four. This is just something short and sweet. Um, welcome, November. It is November 4th. I'm your host, and I am going to briefly talk about, or possibly, I guess it could be a review of a moment of contact. I just spent time, sat down, and watched it. And I think I believe. How about that? Um, Everything in there seems logical. Uh, uh, I've never met James Fox, James C. Fox. Uh, maybe one day I will, but uh, the way he put this documentary together, um, it's pretty incredible, really. He's he's dovetailed uh, all sorts of people in really, really great chronological order, and it's, it was just amazing. Um, the stories in the interviews uh, were very impactful. Um certainly caused you to believe the compelling testimonies and the 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 particular one towards the uh, I don't want to be a spoiler but there there is a a person that is so freaked out over whatever it was he participated in that uh he absolutely was not going to be interviewed and he told him to leave, or you're going to leave with a bunch of holes, basically. And so uh, that dude seemed pretty real. Um, I'm sure by this point, anyone whom you, you two or three or four people that may be listening <laughs> have probably heard about the video and maybe even has, has rented it by this point. Uh, Varhiga, Brazil. 1996, there was supposedly a a UFO crash there. And um, like all beings from other galaxies, they come to the Earth and somehow manage to crash their crafts. I don't understand that one particularly, but let's just roll with it anyway. So this thing is supposed to have crashed... um, very close to town or just outside of town. Uh, One of the individuals uh, witnessed it and tells his story. And it was, it it was unlike any story you've ever heard. I mean, his detail uh, was really spot on. Uh, He even picked up a, a short stick or miniature log, whatever you want to say, and use that to help describe the flight path of what he observed. <clears throat> he indicated that the the craft was indeed damaged, and uh, he described it as cigar-shaped or, you know, kind of like a bus, kind of long, tubular, and about the back, one-third was ripped away, and smoke was coming out of it. Um... And it, he gave you the impression that they were uh, trying to find a safe place to crash because as it got low to the ground, it did a 360 
uh, and turned and came back and, and then crashed. Um, then they interviewed um, a couple girls that were, I don't know, 16, 18, 21, something like that at the time. Maybe one was younger, 14, 16, 21. And uh, their, their story is very compelling. And they actually did the interview uh, at the exact location. These three girls supposedly had seen uh, one of the, I'm going to call it a UFO astronaut. Um, they call it creature. And <clears throat> there was a direct eye contact made at a distance of about eight foot. Um, what I find interesting with all these witnesses, uh, and not only in this case, but in other cases, uh, the, the smell of uh, sulfurized ammonia um, that is overwhelming to the people that have experienced it. And uh, all these witnesses that uh, <clears throat> got a taste of that smell or a smell of that smell uh, claimed that no matter how hard they tried to wash their noses out and rinse their noses out, uh, the smell just didn't go away for days. And so that's, that's, that's kind of weird. Um, you, few know this, but in college, I did go to college and, and emphasized uh, studies on chemistry. And so I've got a, a pretty thorough education in chemistry. And, uh, you know, obviously ammonia stinks, chlorine stinks, sulfur stinks, all that. But for it to linger in such a manner of days and weeks later in your nose, that's, that's pretty remarkable. Um, they interviewed <clears throat> military people or persons that was, uh, participating in everything that supposedly went down there. Um, I, I found it, uh, a really great, great video, very compelling. Uh, I recommend it highly. I'm going to, I'm going to give it a four and a half UFO flying saucers. Yeah. That's, that's my new thing. Four and a half flying saucers. I'll give it four and a half. Um, <clears throat> I, I put out a podcast yesterday and it essentially was why the government is never going to come clean unless they absolutely have to. Uh, and it also had to do with the New York Times and Wall Street Journal report that went out on Friday and how Twitter was on fire and disappointed about you know, what went on uh, in that report. And basically, um, it came down to being described as either flying junk or adversarial uh, surveillance drones. <clears throat> so for the hell of it today, I typed in UFO on Google and hit the news button. And here's what's popped up from NBC News. On Halloween, NASA and intelligence agencies looking at UFOs seem to be gearing up to play them down. And if you listened to my podcast yesterday, I kind of described Blue Book 2. And so I'm not the only one that thinks that. NBC News maybe seems to think that. 
Uh, this next one is from the Military Times, which um, I, I try to read often. Uh, Pentagon attributes UFO sightings to spies and airborne trash is the headline. Uh, the next one is from Carlsbad Current Argus. I'm not familiar with that, but I know Carlsbad is out in New Mexico. Um, in their headline from one day ago, UFO reporting increases in New Mexico data shows. So, eyes to the sky, New Mexico. Keep your eyes on out there. Um, the next one down is... I've never seen this before. It's, the source is C4ISRnet. C, C4 is net. Is or net. Whatever. Pentagon. The story title is Pentagon attributes UFO sightings to spies drones. Uh, the next one after that, CTV News, UFOs, declassified Canadian documents show military response to sightings. Uh, the next one is New York Post, 23 hours ago, many UFO sightings, foreign drones, or flying trash. Uh, next one, Yahoo News, one day ago. Pentagon attributes UFO sightings to spies, airborne trash. Next one, three days ago, Wayne 15. Uh, I'm guessing is a news channel 15 somewhere. Officials say most UFO accounts are just trash, foreign spying. Uh, MSN is the next one down 19 hours ago. Government UFO report time for Halloween seems to downplay spooky sightings. And there's more and more and more. And so, uh, basically, what I said yesterday is the, the government is not going to come clean. Um, military people, while they're in the military, are certainly sworn to their oaths. And they're not going to deviate from that. Uh, I always looked at uh, military, I mean, aside from it, you know, being the force of the United States and God damn it, we're proud to serve. Uh, it's also a temporary stay. Uh, a by and large majority of the people that go into the military end up leaving the military and use that military experience and training or whatever to... Uh, seek whatever career path in life they're going to choose. And sure, there's several, uh, probably a, a, a good portion that uh, hang out for 20 years and get the retirement and then bail. Um, so who, who else in, in, uh, within the framework of who we call government would do similar? Uh, politicians. Okay, now there's outliers like Nancy Pelosi and Schumer and, and those people that have figured out it's a pretty good, lucrative, long-term thing. But the, the ones who are serving on the UFO committee, um, I believe, are, are genuine uh, Americans that just want to know what's going on. Uh, just because you're a congressman 
doesn't mean you have the book of secrets and you can look it up and read about it. And so <clears throat> uh, several uh, members of Congress and even the Senate, it's a temporary stay. It, it's not a long-term thing. And so the, the deep vault of government in secrecy goes to career government people. Guys like me and all the people that I worked with, uh, you get a government job, it's a pretty decent job. It's, it's sort of one that you want to land at, right? It's got good insurance, it's got great leave and health benefits, it's got uh, a pretty decent pension, and you can move within the framework of you know government careers uh, to other government positions and, you know, uh, it, it can be pretty interesting. I, I was in it for a long time and I, I did some really, really fun shit and really a lot of dirty, greasy, grimy locations that most people would never get to see. So, um, that said, one of the things that Twitter had lit up on is uh, a lot of the UFO Twitter people somehow seem to think that the intelligence committee wants this out there so the American people can know. And I kind of laugh at that. Um, if And I know lots of intel people within the government. And they probably take their oath. I mean, we all take it serious. But the job path that they have is so critical in that it supports such large outsourced uh, people within the government, right? So we rely on Intel to be able to do whatever functions we have to do. And I'm not criticizing Intel people at all. Love them, love many of them. But they are a unique breed. And they could really give a flying shit about what Congress says and, and about really uh, anything that having to do with they want the American people to know. Trust me on that. There, yeah, there's always outliers. Edward Snowden is an example. Okay. How many more Edward Snowdens are in the system? I don't know. Don't have any idea. But the one example, and, and that's what we have. So it didn't end well for him. <clears throat> but so, you know, UFO Twitter, when you fire up and, you know, describe how we, or I'm sorry, the Intel com community itself wants this stuff out, they don't really probably even pay attention to Twitter, to be honest with you. Um, is there stuff going on? Yeah, I believe there is. I've seen some, some pretty, pretty bizarre shit myself. I know other people that have within the community that I was in. And would I like answers? Damn right. I would love to know what that stuff is. I would love to know where it was made, who made it. You know, which galaxy did it come from if it was off-world? Um, 
And then the other thing that I wanted to just spout off on real, real quick is uh, all those headlines that I just read to you, almost every one of them is a play on the report that came out itself, right? And they're really keying in on uh, adversarial spy drones, adversarial spy craft, uh, foreign spies, foreign this. Um, I'll tell you what, if you recall all those videotapes that Jeremy Corbell got in, in released to the public and all the vetted um, naval aviators, we really haven't heard a whole bunch from Air Force aviators. Uh, we have seen video from U.S. Customs uh, aircraft. But anyway, that said, if all that shit is foreign spy drones, this is the biggest, hugest breach of national security in the history of, I don't know, anything. Imagine if foreign drones are flying with impunity on, over, or anywhere near our soil. What does that say? about the readiness of our defense. That's what you guys need to be worried about. And how can all these news agencies proudly put that out there as as the explanation? Where's the follow-up of, okay, you say they're spy craft. Why the fuck are they flying with... Un, unpeated impunity over our s- soil. Someone explain that. How is this even possible? And if it is, why the heck aren't you guys like shooting it down? I've seen the Vulcan guns. I, I just saw a video yesterday. They stacked four Vulcan guns in a quad, you know, arrangement. And when that thing goes off, you think an A-10 Warthog, burp. Is cool. You ought to hear this thing. Man, it's throwing some lead. Uh, somebody, anyone in the news business out there, you're not doing your job if that's what you're going to accept. You guys are piss poor. You need to ask that question. How the hell could any foreign adversary drone be hovering over our fleet with total impunity. And there's a couple of videos that Jeremy Corbell put out there. And there are a lot of them flying. And we've heard from uh, some of the radar techs. There is a lot of blips on radars. Very, very close to our, our naval fleet. So uh, NBC, Military Times. Well, I guess Military Times, you're going to report what you're supposed to report. But New York Post, Yahoo News, y'all ain't doing your job. You should be following that shit up with a good question of how are you letting this happen and why are you letting this happen? Are you telling the American people you can't control your airspace? Is that what you're saying? China or Russia or Somalia has technology that can breach our airspace without any regard that's the questions that you guys need to be answering or asking. Uh, it's, it's to me, 
if it that in fact it, Mick, Mick West, if you agree with the report out there that came out, then you should be bellowing about uh, you know somebody needs to ask this question. Um, so I don't know. I'm a little passionate about it. I hate being told a lie, but as long as you're going to tell me a lie, let me ask a question to you with reference to what you are putting out as the truth, and you better have a very good explanation for it. Um, that's it. That's all I got for today. And think about it. Light Twitter on fire with those questions and quit wasting the time of, you know wishing the report was true okay you can wish the report true all you want but all you have to go by is what the paper is that they put out and as long as they did put out a bullshit piece of paper ask them questions about it and we'll see whatever their responses is anyway guys have a great day um that's it take care love you guys see ya